This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Friday, April the 29th. We've got a bank holiday weekend just around the corner. Coming up, you can hear from the Gillingham manager and captain ahead of a massive weekend for the club. Plus, one of Medway's most popular festivals returns for the first time in three years. But first today, it's been revealed a man who's thought to have killed his wife at a tattoo studio in Canterbury died from a stab wound to his stomach. Our reporter, Brad Harper, has been at the opening of an inquest at County Hall in Maidstone. Catalin Mikew, who was 54, died alongside his 35-year-old wife, Ramona Stoyer, in a suspected murder-suicide in the Gothink studio in Canterbury. Mikew had been facing allegations he had raped his wife multiple times throughout their marriage. A separate inquest opening was held on Tuesday for Ramona Stoyer, who was a mum of one where it was revealed she died from fatal wounds to her neck. Armed police were called to the tattoo studio in Lower Bridge Street on April the 11th, where the couple were both found dead. Both of the inquests were adjourned until June the 27th, when a more detailed hearing is likely to take place. Well, police initially referred themselves to the watchdog because of the contact they'd had with the couple before their deaths. The IOPC said it wouldn't be investigating, but the force are looking into how they dealt with the allegations against Miku. Following the deaths, police confirmed they were not looking for anyone else and only Ramona's death is being treated as suspicious. At Kent Online today, you can see the pictures of the many tributes left outside Gothink in memory of Ramona. Well, anyone who does have information or concerns regarding this incident is still asked to contact police via the website or by calling 101 and quoting reference 11-0995. That's 11-0995. You can also get in touch with Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800 one. And for support with issues of domestic violence, we've put the details of Refuges Health Helpline on the story on their website, but that number for you is 0808 2000 247. That's 0808 2000 247. You can also visit the charity's website. Kent Online News. We've got quite a few stories from court to update you on now, and a Canterbury man's been jailed after repeatedly biting his partner in the back of a taxi and later knocking her unconscious. Sol Philpot, who'd previously been jailed for beating an ex-girlfriend, attacked the woman during his birthday celebrations in Margate in September 2020. The 23-year-old from Stonebridge Road has been locked up for 20 months. A second Kent man's been jailed for his involvement in printing more than 12 million pounds worth of fake banknotes. Officers are thought to have seized the largest haul of counterfeit currency in UK history when they raided an industrial unit in Beckenham in May 2019. Andrew Ainsworth from Old Dartford Road in Farningham has been locked up for five and a half years. Three others were previously sentenced to more than 22 years. A court's heard how a man died after allegedly being chased by a group with a machete in Chatham. Dale Simmons was found dead in Chalk Pit Hill after falling from a height just over two weeks ago. Well, four teenagers have been charged with manslaughter and are due to enter pleas at Crown Court next month. 
A man's been charged after someone was spotted with a weapon in Herne Bay. The 34-year-old's accused of having an imitation firearm following his arrest by armed officers in Mortimer Street on Tuesday. He's since appeared before magistrates and has been bailed until next month. A driver's due to go on trial after a teenager died when he was thrown from a moped in a crash in Ashford. The 18-year-old had been riding towards the town centre on Hythe Road when the collision happened in April last year. Safudin Ali, who's 20 and from Osborne Road in the Willsborough part of town, has denied causing death by driving without due care and attention. Now, on yesterday's podcast, we told you how a number of shops in Gravesend had been ordered to shut as they were suspected of selling illegal cigarettes. Well, a court hearing has now taken place and the eight stores will have to remain closed for three months. Two of the stores are on Queen Street, three are on Milton Road and they were served with extended closure notices. You can see the list in full by heading to the website. An app has been launched that identifies the safest routes in and around Ashford Town Centre. Streetwise tells you which areas have the CCTV, good street lighting and high footfall. It's hoped it'll give more security, particularly to women and girls. Well, Alison Oates is Community Safety and Wellbeing Manager at the council there. She's been speaking to Jamie. It's a free app for anyone to um, download um, and it will allow them to plan their routes when walking, walking or cycling through the town based on safety features, such as where the CCTV cameras are, um, where the street lights are, and where safe spaces are, um, which locations people go to if they need any help or assistance. Um, so that's the main feature of the app. Um, and it has some other features on there, such as a, an SOS button that they can press in an emergency, which will go straight through to their named contacts, and also um, a safety check uh, system as well on there as well. Great. And why was the app set up? So we received some funding from the Home Office under Safer Streets um, and this funding had to be linked to tackling violence against women and girls. So we looked um, at some, uh, some opportunities on how we could utilise that funding um, and with people moving to lots of new apps we thought it was a good opportunity to um, have an app developed um, and to uh, launch that within the town centre to start with. What do you hope it will achieve? Yeah, so I think it's for, for hopefully people when they are moving through Ashford, which is a safe town, um, is to make sure again that they're, they, they're making an informed choice. So if it's late at night um, and they want to walk from the lower high street to the train station, maybe they can then put that route in and it will show them the green route, which is sort of the, the route that has the most of those features on it. So they say, actually, I want to walk that way because I know there's cameras there and I know there's lights there and I know there's some safe spaces around that I can go into if I need help or assistance. And um, obviously that app available today. How can people get hold of that? So it's on the, uh, the Play Store uh, for Android and obviously the Apple Store as well. Um, and there's also information on our website um, and there'll be some information on our social media as well today around that and how to download it. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Tributes are being paid to a 27-year-old record label manager who died suddenly near Maidstone. Callum Davis was found unresponsive at his home in Harrietsham in December and an inquest has heard it was due to sudden adult death. He also had COVID at the time, but that's not thought to have been responsible. Well, his girlfriend has described him as a beautiful, talented, funny, kind soul. More than 30 
£13,000 has been raised for a headstone in his memory and the inquest is due to resume next month. Two coachloads of Ukrainian refugees have arrived in Kent today. 91 people who fled the war-torn country were greeted by cheers and applause at Hartley Country Club near Dartford. They all have UK visas and have been met by their sponsors who've agreed to host them while Russia's invasion continues. The refugees were transported across Europe as part of the Coaches to Ukraine scheme. There's been another drop in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent. Latest figures show 176 patients are being treated in the county. That's down from 322 last week. 38 Covid deaths have been recorded in the week to the 15th of April. Meantime, post lockdown Lockdown anxiety is making children not want to go to school, according to a leading head teacher in Kent. Exclusion rates are mostly down from pre-pandemic levels, but Mike Walters is worried some youngsters haven't responded well since COVID measures were lifted. He heads up the Kent Association of Head Teachers and says year seven and eight pupils in particular have found it difficult to get into secondary school routines. An electric car driver's been given a £90 fine after saying for too long at a car park near Maidstone. This is actually one of our most read stories today. James Piddock was charging his vehicle at Little in Ditton and claims the time limit wasn't made clear enough. Well, the company which operates them says users are reminded to check the terms and conditions. You can let us know what you think by heading to the story and adding a comment. An update on one of our main stories from yesterday and a crane that collapsed at a building site in Canterbury has been dismantled. It gave way as it was being set up in New Dover Road not far from the University for the Creative Arts yesterday morning. Developers are working on building apartments there and thankfully no one was injured. A Kent business expert is warning cyber attacks are becoming more common and sophisticated as we move towards a cashless society. There's been a lot of talk about this issue after a story on Kent Online revealed how frustrated pensioners claimed pay-by-phone car parks in Canterbury, Herne Bay and Whitstable were ageist. Hundreds of you then commented on our socials when we asked if things like car park machines should have a cash option. The vast majority of you are saying yes. Well, I've been speaking about it to Dr. Hibod Asser, who's from the Kent Business School at the University of Kent. Of course, we are, we are becoming more of cashless. Uh, this is happening already. We have seen um, for many years now, people are more reluctant to use cash. Um, and this is... Uh, from all sides it's not only about uh, people the, the demand is from consumers uh, especially younger consumer uh, because they want fast easy and neat way of transferring money and this is from businesses the same reason because they want to receive money uh, very quickly uh, and also from government side because uh, government also can record the transaction of money much easier uh, and for that reason, they can better tax people. So I think from all sides, we see uh, a high demand of uh, going cashless. And I see the growth. Uh, this is the future uh, probably uh, uh, for, for our spending. Obviously, not everyone is overly happy with that, though. I mean, people say, saying it's ageist and, it, and it's not fair. Yes, that, that's correct. Uh, the, there are... Uh, many ways that people criticize uh, a cashless society. 
uh, even though I, I think this is going to happen ultimately, we also have cyber attack, attacks, uh, which uh, have grown over the past few years. Uh, we have seen uh, more sophisticated attacks now being done. I think that is even a, a larger problem, even for people who advocate cashless uh, society, we should very much worry about this one. Um, but about age, uh, I, uh, I definitely agree. I think uh, we, we have to be careful about the transaction, uh, transition, sorry, from, from a, a non-cashless society to a cashless society, because not only, it is not only about age, also we have poor people, for example, homeless people who only can use cash, right? This is not a solution for them because they cannot hold credit card, they cannot do any uh, cashless transaction. I mean, uh, there are many uh, people who will get the impact in negative way. And for that reason, I think uh, the transition should be done very smoothly and carefully. Kent Online reports. There are plans to add hundreds more properties to a housing development on the outskirts of Ashford. 5,750 homes are already being built at Chilmington Green. The people behind the scheme have now submitted plans for another 655 properties on land next to the A28. A 14-year-old Kent boy has had to have a full leg amputation as he continues his battle with bone cancer. Miles Stockwell was diagnosed with an aggressive form of the disease in December and now his football club, Whitstable Town, are holding a fundraising day to help support him. Some of the money will also go to the charity Teenage Cancer Trust. Five green spaces in Maidstone are going to be left at Wild again next month as part of the No Mow May initiative. The council will leave the grass to grow in a bid to support wildlife. The idea has been rather controversial in the past and Medway Council have actually decided not to do it again following complaints. And for the first time in three years, the Rochester Sweeps Festival is back this weekend. It's going to be live music, Morris dancers and processions through the town over the next three days. Gordon Newton is the festival director and founded the event 40 years ago. So it's celebrating a big birthday. And he's been telling the Kent Online podcast what will be going on. Throughout Rochester this weekend, there will be uh, dance teams from throughout Britain. There'll be over 50 of them coming and performing their different styles of Morris dancing and, and also the Widdersham witches who uh, will be cleansing the area with their broomsticks. Throughout the weekend, there's so much music, dance, song that is absolutely fantastic. The opening ceremony, we have a, a team from Slovakia. We have one from Romania, plus Quite a number of uh, English sweeps. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham fans and players are getting ready for an incredibly tense final game of the season. Tomorrow's result will determine whether they're relegated from League One or complete the great escape. They're taking on Rotherham United, who are second and fighting for automatic promotion. At one stage, the Jills were 10 points from safety, but are now in the drop zone just on goal difference. Well, manager Neil Harris has been speaking to Tommaso from our colleagues at KMTV. If they had told you when you arrived that you were still going to fight for it in the last game, what, what would you have said? Snapped your hand off. Yeah, I would have done. Um... I, I believed it was possible. I always believed staying in the division was possible and is possible. Um, but to get to the last game w- w- would have 
definitely been delighted because it means we get here with a chance, but also something to play for. You know, to judge my players every day, um, to see the see characteristics in my players. You know, for moving forward, um, staff, seeing the staff as well, pressure scenarios. Um, so the, the, the scenario we're in. We have to embrace it because it didn't look possible at any stage, you know. So to be where we are now is a real opportunity for us, um, and that's how we're going to approach it. In this kind of under pressure scenario, is this really when like the big, big, big managers, big players come out, come out on top? Um, I think as a manager, you lead in your own way, so I lead in the way. I think is, is the correct manner um, and have done this week and I will do up till Saturday. Uh, players, as a player, yeah, th 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 this is when, and it doesn't matter about age, it's about when the players are the right mentality and leadership quality step forward. Um, and that might be young players that come out and be future captains um, at this club or future clubs. Um, that's when they step up and you know within yourself you've got those capabilities. Um, as a player, I love these scenarios. Um, fed off the pressure as my players honestly I don't know until I see him out there Paul Warren is exactly the same until he sees his players on the pitch you don't know what you're going to get um, but that's the beauty of football isn't it and that's why you look at League One this year and say probably up there with one of the best leagues ever certainly the best League One ever but to be going to the last game three teams opportunity to go up amount of teams that can get into the or going to miss out on the playoffs with ridiculous amounts of points and the relegation battle to the wire but what, what a great league is it easier as a manager to prepare your your players for such a game the, the motivation is there what then the, other than what being a player no it was easy being a player just worried about yourself <laughs> <laughs> that, that was i look back now and think gosh life was so simple when i played and now i have to worry about all my players um yeah look, some things I can control, some I can't. The mindset of the players, I can only, I can only approach each day, each session, Saturday's game in the manner I feel appropriate to my group. Um, individually, at three o'clock, I find out about my group, and ultimately, none of us know how individually they're gonna, they're gonna fare. Like again, you can go through the scenarios. We have to take care of business at the weekend, and if I start overthinking it, my players start overthinking it. So, look, we, we, we'll just see what Saturday brings. All I know is I need a performance and the right mentality for my group. A draw would be enough for the Jules, but they'd have to rely on other results going their way. It really is going to be a nerve-wracking afternoon. Kick-off is at the earlier time tomorrow of 12.30, but you'll still be able to keep up to date with all of the action at Kent Online. And we've also been catching up with captain and midfielder Stuart O'Keefe to see how the players are. It's a feeling of excitement, I think. Um, everyone knows everything's on this game, you know. It's, um, it's a cup final. It's got that cup final feel around the place, and sort of want to take all. We also know that Rotherham have got everything on the game as well. So I think it's going to, um, that itself will just create an atmosphere um, that you want to play in. And I think um, everyone's thriving off that around the club and, and, and the boys just want to get going now. I think there's going to be nerves regardless. I think the, the, both teams will, will be carrying nerves. So that's just human nature. Um, I think you've just got to use it in your favour. You know, you've got to um, make sure that it doesn't overcome your preparation and your, and your calm minds, you know, because it is a big occasion for everyone. And, and obviously for us, it's... Um, sort of a stay up or not so um, we need to take um, take that excitement and, and, and preparation into the game and and get some get result on 
come Saturday. We're going with, with the mentality of win, win the game to give ourselves obviously the best possible chance of staying up. There's, if we win and, and go down, then we, we've, we've done our bit on the Saturday, maybe not throughout the season, but on Saturday we've done all we can. And we'd like to think if we get a result, then, then that, that should be enough. So our mentality is simply win the game of football, uh, treat it like a cup final, winner takes all sort of thing. Fans have been posting good luck messages on socials and local MP Raymond Chisty has been to wish them all the best. He also caught up with Chairman Paul Scally. Paul, what's the message for ahead of tomorrow's game? Um, well, just that um, obviously it's a, been a hard season. Um, yeah. Looking forward to all the fans coming tomorrow. We've got... Uh, a lot of support it's the fans that are going to help us tomorrow yeah and uh, they want to be positive get behind the team and uh, we've got one more chance to stay in this division yeah and uh, you know you've seen the players training this morning yeah and uh, they will give it everything they've got that's for sure so yeah. we need our 12th man on full tomorrow 11 45 kickoff obviously yeah um really making this packed stadium rock and if well, we can do that then we've got a chance of standing league one next well, season well thank you so much to you and everyone at gillingham for all that they have done you know uh, because Gillingham is the heart of the local communities. The message from the chairman today and for me is everyone, please come on down tomorrow to Priestfield to cheer on our boys to, to win tomorrow's match. Meantime, the Gillingham manager faces an FA disciplinary charge after being red carded during their last game. It happened before half time when he wasn't happy with how much additional time had been played. He's gone until Tuesday to respond, so can be in the dugout tomorrow. There are big games elsewhere too this weekend. Maidstone could be crowned champions of the national. League South. If they can win at home to Chelmsford and rivals Dorking Wanderers lose their match with St Albans, the Stones will clinch the title and promotion back to the National League. But if Dorking avoid defeat, the title will go to Bank Holiday Monday when Maidstone travel to Welling. And two Kent teams are facing off for a chance to reach the Isthmian Premier Division. Ashford United play Home Bay in the Isthmian South East playoff final. Promotion for the winner would see them join fellow Kent clubs Folkestone Invicta and Margate. Well, whoever you supporting this weekend all the very best we hope the best team wins we will have match results for you and reaction during bulletins on our sister radio station kmfm on sunday of course do head back to kent online for details of how they all get on as well that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram you can also get access to the ad free kent online premium site by subscribing just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe Watch your on the site today. You can read the latest review from our secret drinker who's been to the Warmer Castle pub in Deal. Have a fantastic bank holiday weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Tuesday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.